Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's hit it. Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. So today, well, we watched a documentary, kind of. It's like a documentary and then it has like a weird like sideline, like super corny, like movie thing. Anyways, yeah, um, it's called The Social Dilemma. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it now. It's been trending on Netflix. Yeah, I think that I think that it's like really hitting social media by storm right now. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> The irony of it all. Uh, but yeah, basically everybody that I've spoken to within the last week has seen it. Yeah. So I think you guys will probably know what I'm talking, what we're talking about. But um, but it's just basically about uh, social media, how addictive it is. They interview a lot of people that were um, at like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all that kind of stuff early on. And Pinterest as well. I was like, Pinterest? Yeah. It There's was... nothing wrong with Pinterest. <laughs> It was odd to me that the, what was he? He was the pre- president mm-hmm, of Pinterest. I, so. I don't know why I expected it to be a woman. Oh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously not the CEO, right? Like president and CEO, or those would be different. They can be, yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, I don't know why I expected that platform to be like more predominantly female. And maybe it is, but. Yeah. I mean, basically all the like industries or companies that you would assume would be predominantly female are or not. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so High heels were not created by a woman. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, neither were bras, I don't think. I think that you're right on that, actually. And, which makes perfect sense because they're a fucking trap. What woman yeah. would create this? I know. I'm wearing one today, but I really don't wear one often. The same, dude. Yeah. And I don't have that. Like, a, like I, sh- I don't I have no right you to do. not be wearing a bra. You do have the right. Oh, my goodness. You can, uh, you can let it all hang out, baby. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we watched this documentary. Um, and what did you think about it? First of all, what's your opinion on that, that doc? So I think... As someone that's new to social media, kind of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've been on social media mm-hmm. since most people have, I would say, but like in a greater sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty new to it. Um, <clears throat> I think that my opinion is probably a lot different than a lot of people. I wasn't like shocked. Mm. <laughs> like a lot of people that I've talked to uh, are like, how is this happening? And like, what? And they're so like taken aback, kind of like how we were with, um, Edward Snowden like yeah. everybody was like oh my god which I was too when I actually finally watched the documentary this year yeah <laughs> that came out like when it was all happening I was like dee, 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 in my own world but um I don't know I didn't feel that way I was like well yes obviously this is what's happening yeah but what I was kind of shocked by that I didn't think about because the thing with the documentary is it focuses a lot on the fact that it's all for profit Mm-hmm. And I was very aware of that. Like, yeah. it didn't come as a shock to me that their main intention is to sell us product. Yeah. So that wasn't a shock to me. Whereas I think, well, I know a lot of people that I've talked to said that it was. What is interesting to me that I never thought of is that 
with um with these social media platforms that are uh what's the word i'm looking for um anticipating what you would be interested in watching Mm. they are like changing your behavior in such minuscule ways over time yeah and i've noticed that in myself and when they were saying now there's such polarization especially in politics where you know if you're over here on the left (laughs) i mean after we did the, <laughs> the politics episode. Obviously, we know that both Sam and I leaned to the left. Um, Our phones were like, thank you for making this easy. Like, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with it being so polarizing, if you're over here on the left, it's like harder for you to see the people on the right side because you're never being shown yeah. that information. And mm. I felt like I wasn't as deep into that as other people because I would go searching yeah. for the opposite side of my argument because I, I didn't want to be caught in that echo chamber. You know what I mean? Because I talk about that often in, in my relationships too of like, well, you're only searching out to verify your opinion. And I felt like I searched out to verify both sides. Yeah. But what if because <laughs> my internet searches and my phone knows that I really, in my heart of hearts, want you know yeah. X to be true it's changing the why that comes up. Like if I'm Googling something that I feel like is incorrect, but I'm trying to find articles where it is correct, is it then going to show me still, even though I'm I'm trying to find what other people are finding, Yeah, is it still going to show me like actually what I want to be true? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what got me. Well, and so for context with that documentary, they talked specifically about like when you Google something like – um that your results will be tailored to you, which like I knew that in terms of like if I Google Subway, obviously it's going to show me the Subway that's like closest to me or it's going to show me Subway Canada rather than Subway US and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, which yeah, like that I expect. But I was also really like surprised by that because I was like, I didn't think to that extent. And they were talking um, specifically about climate change, I think was their example. They were Mm -hmm. like, if you Google like is climate change, like for some people it'll show up as like a hoax and then for other people it'll show up as like, destroying the earth <laughs> yeah like auto completing yeah and so um you know then it, then it just kind of lends to you like reading exclusively articles that are more tailored to like your typical viewpoint um and they talked about like with that political divide like how much that creates people being like well how the fuck do people think this way exactly and I do think that way all the time like I'm like how could people possibly believe this but interestingly I hate to say it, it makes me literally want to die but um I was on Reddit and someone was like, um, they were like, what good things have Trump has Trump done? And the first comment was like, I didn't verify any of what they said, but Mm -hmm. like it was it seemed very well researched because it was like list after list after list after list. Like there was like all these things that he had done that were like positive things, which I mean, of course, like he has been in there for four years. Of course, he's going to do something that someone's going to agree with, Mm -hmm. even if you don't normally. but I've never heard, I hadn't heard of any of those things. Right. Which, I mean, part of that could be that, you know, we're Canadian, so. True. <laughs> we're not quite as, like, connected. But I still feel like we see a lot of what goes on in America. And, um, but I never see that. I only, only, only see things that make me angry and upset yeah. <laughs> about Trump. Um, and so it was just, it was odd. It was an odd moment to realize, like, oh, yeah, that, that totally is what happens for me. So it's so easy for me to be like, fuck that guy, which I still think, fuck that guy. Oh, for, like... I don't I don't know that there's any yeah. <laughs> amount of information that could come through that I'd be like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like I do 
I, I can start to see why. Because when I'm seeing all this shit about him that's so negative, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck does anybody feel justified in supporting him? But when I think about that fact, I'm like, well, if they're seeing something completely different and mm-hmm. they're not seeing all the bad shit and they're not whatever, like, I can see how, you know, they they do think that. Because you obviously think, if you go looking, you feel like your sources are reliable mm-hmm. to some extent because you feel like you rely on yourself. <laughs> yeah. So you rely on your ability to determine like, okay, well, it does this website look like some trashy, like, you know, like fake news website or does it look like a legitimate thing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a really like weird moment for me as well. And then also the other thing um, that I thought was just like an interesting sort of tidbit was like because they talk about keeping your uh your attention sorry um and uh they were talking about how they added the typing feature so Mm -hmm. like this person's typing or like the dot 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 or whatever and I was like fuck man I do sit there and wait because like you won't like if you see that someone's typing for me at least I don't just like click away from the conversation I sit there and I wait yeah me too and I'll and then recently on Instagram as well they changed it so that um it says typing as well on Instagram now. But also what I've noticed is that if I DM somebody or I respond back to someone's DM, it'll pop up suddenly that they're online. Like it'll show that they're online after I send the message. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'll wait <sighs> for them to message me back because I don't have my Instagram notifications on. Yeah. So I'll wait for them to respond thinking that they're online. But sometimes like they don't like even read it. Right. So who knows if they are online? I don't know. They could, well, it's they could sham. just be like scrolling, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I think, I think I knew that they were using psychology, but not to the extent that they were using psychology. I think that like, because like I, I've known about like people using psychology and like marketing and different stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even like, you know, whether or not products are going to be um, successful in the market, a lot of the times they do studies like that. Um, but I think that I didn't because like things like Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, like, you know, it's it's enjoyable for us. Obviously, it's bringing us entertainment and it's fun in some ways and stuff like that. So you you don't think it's going to be as like malicious, Mm. I guess. Like I was just like, yeah, they're they're using it to whatever, like just like they use different colors in marketing to find to make products more attractive and different stuff like that. But it's like you don't you you I, I don't feel like I'm made to feel like I'm this product being like pawned off right but like when you do sit and think about it you're like oh that's kind of shady yeah yeah I think that all of these platforms started with good intentions and they kind of outline that in the documentary as well is that you know when they created Facebook they and even the people who are like creating the like button and stuff like that they yeah. were saying we didn't expect this like the the guy who created the like was in partnership with creating the like button wanted to spread positivity and so he wanted to be like you know I, I like this and we're everybody's liking this but he said he never could have assumed that teenagers would be you know getting depressed or anxiety or whatever and like equating self-worth to this like button like oh I don't have enough likes mm-hmm. he's like I never could how could I have foreseen that and yeah. it's so true it's like these these things take on a life of their own and now the machine is so vast yeah we we don't really we can't really control it because there's so many users using it and so how do we stop it unless you just delete it which is obviously not profitable 
Yeah. Like the companies would have to delete it. Yeah. Um, I did think I got a little chuckle out of they shared this um, quote that said basically like the only people who call their um, like customers users are drug dealers and like tech platforms or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. And like with it taking a life of its own, like that's the thing is like regardless of what intentions you go in with. It is just human nature that, like, it will transform into something else. Yeah. Like, Twitter was originally, I'm pretty sure their original usage of Twitter was to, like, notify, like, if you were going to be late to work or whatever. Like, it was so... Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember reading, like, an article about that, so I'll have to fact check that after. But um, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was, which, like, now it's just, like, an absolute shit show on Twitter. I love it so much, but, like... I didn't get on Twitter really... I'm still not really on Twitter. (laughs) Like, I I follow, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 50 people or something like that. Like, I'm not a big Twitter user. Yeah. Um, something that's interesting, because Twitter... Well, I guess Instagram's like this now, too, where you have to, like, pull down from the bottom. Mm. Um, I was reading an article that was saying that um, that was, like, originally developed, apparently, to mimic um, the movement of, like, a slot machine. Mm, yeah. So, like, you're, like, pulling down, like, you went on a slot machine, and then you're either getting a reward or you're not of, like, new content. Yeah, and they wanted to make it so that you would always get new content when you did that. Yeah. And so it is a reward, which, which is classical conditioning, I'm pretty sure. So. But that's the thing is we can like, yeah, <laughs> we can bring it all back, in my opinion, to psychology. It's just it's just a bunch of tech whizzes introducing psychology and creating a product based off of it. Yeah. What's your what's your app? What's your like most addicted to app? I don't, I wouldn't actually say I'm addicted to any app because I can put it down, but Instagram is the one that I use the most. Really? Yeah, but I mostly use it to interact with people. One guy said on that, that documentary, he said email and I was like, fucking email? I'm like, of all things, like, if anything, I'm like, I have like an extreme aversion to my emails. Like, it gives me anxiety. Yeah, when I was a bar manager, I, I was on my email more than I was on Instagram. For yeah. sure. Because I you, had to. Were you addicted? Like, did you enjoy it? But I think addiction and enjoyment don't necessarily go hand in hand. Yeah, I guess so. And I was addicted to checking it because really every time that I opened it, I would have a new email. Yeah. And so I guess I was getting that reward of how, even if it was like, now I have to work because of this. It's like that notification in my brain. It's like, I have to click on it. Yeah. And so now that I've clicked on it, I have to answer it. <laughs> Well, and actually, like, when I, before I had managers um, doing this job, I checked my emails a lot, and that was what another article was saying, is, like, the fear of missing out, and that was what it was for me with emails, is that, like, I didn't want to miss, and even with Instagram, I didn't want to miss if somebody cool followed me, or I didn't want to miss if I got an email with an opportunity that, like, like, as if it would be that fucking time sensitive, that, like, I I didn't (laughs) respond within 10 minutes, so then they're like, never mind, (laughs) fuck you, Um, but I think I was more attached to them but interestingly so I have two phones one for the plug and one for the load <laughs> <laughs> obviously um but I I noticed that even when I tried not to go on reddit and I tried not to go on instagram and all that kind of stuff I had a really hard time with it just because like obviously it is my job and you know whatever so I got a second phone that like I just have like a like I think 10 contacts in there um, and I have no apps. It's so sad. It's like it's like a grandfather's phone. <laughs> yeah, I think you just have like what Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that one um, Tetris game or whatever, the color game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I have a couple games, and then I have a word word play game too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I have like no apps on that phone, and I I 
truly can't believe the difference of like how much happier I am, how much like less stressed I am, um, just because I, I don't have access to those things. So I find it a lot easier to just not be engaged. But the thing that I struggle with specifically with working online is that I do get really overwhelmed, especially like with Twitter and stuff like that, like always seeing what's going on, always reading this like really heartbreaking news and stuff like that, because there's always shit going on and you're really, really connected if you're online. Um, So I struggle with that and I struggle with, you know, reading shitty comments and getting shitty DMs and all that kind of stuff, like all these downsides of social media. And it is like a huge time waster, obviously. But I find that I struggle to have like a happy medium Mm. I'm either like fully into it spending way too much time or I'm completely off it not spending any time at all which Mm. is you know turns out problematic for my career choice yeah (laughs) no kidding (laughs) but what do you like do you ever like take like social media breaks I wouldn't say that I take full intentional breaks but I I don't get the same negative like vibes from social media that I think you do Mm -hmm. I think that it probably has a lot to do just with our circumstances the fact that I have so many less people caring about what I say or what I do and not in a negative way you know what I mean like yeah it's hard to appease two million people (laughs) at the same time shockingly yeah (laughs) I really thought that'd be a little bit easier to tackle (laughs) yeah so for me going on Instagram I would say like literally 99% of my DMs are positive or you know, interactions that I'm excited to continue and stuff like that. So I see it more so as like socializing with people that I normally wouldn't be able to socialize with. And especially now, if it was impacting who I was socializing with in person, then I think that I would feel differently. But right now, I mean, I can't really socialize with people in person other than you. Yeah. And so it kind of like is nice to have that and talk to people that I otherwise wouldn't have ever be able to meet um I do notice that it's harder for me to be like posting about my day Mm. right now because I feel like what I'm doing isn't interesting enough Mm. or um I didn't put makeup on I didn't do my hair so I don't feel like I can post a story yeah or whatever which is so interesting because it's really not true (laughs) I can do whatever I want but um being that I follow so many influencers I guess and I see them showing up in a certain way yeah I think that I feel like I have to show up in that certain way as well um not that that changes my the way that I present myself like my thoughts and my feelings but I would say it like makes me think twice about how I present myself like in my physicality yeah um that's actually why that's exactly why I never liked snapchat like I had downloaded snapchat and I was using it mostly to talk to like friends and stuff like that um but I deleted it and like never went back yeah and it and it was like so big at one point and like all these um brands started investing in snapchat like that was like the most heavily that particular year that was the most heavily invested in social media and um I think at one point my manager said something like oh you thinking about getting on snapchat and I was like no (laughs) Um, because like I just I hated it like I hated that feeling of feeling like my day isn't interesting so I'm not going to post about it and then if I was doing something interesting then I would be like sort of um sidetracked with like trying to get content because I was doing something interesting so I wasn't like in the moment right so I felt like ashamed if my day was just you know like I mean like rest days are important and so are days where you're doing errands and stuff like that they're not particularly interesting but they're still like important days Mm -hmm. but I would feel like ashamed those days and guilty 
and stuff because I felt like, well, this day isn't content worthy. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. Yeah. Like, that is, like, so fucked up. So I really never liked Snapchat for that reason. Yeah, I was big into Snapchat um, probably when it was big, and then I deleted it and never went back also. I don't I think... think- is anyone on Snapchat? There are. St- I, it's shocking to me the amount of people still on Snapchat. Really? Yeah. A couple of my friends, like, that's the only way that they communicate pictures. And so I never get to see any of their pictures because they're like, well, you're not on Snapchat. Like, so I'm not going to fucking text you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> Either get with it or not friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say Instagram is uh, my most used app, but I actually don't feel I do spend quite a bit of time on my phone for sure, but I don't feel like it interferes with my life I really don't I don't know like I'm still able to like go to the gym I still cook my meals like I'm really not putting out that much content (laughs) but you know I'm still like I can put it down and edit a video for like three hours absolutely no problem that sort of thing um so yeah I don't know I really I'm in like a good place with my social media usage and I'd like to keep it that way yeah (laughs) but uh what do you feel like you're most addicted to Twitter I knew you were going to say that. 100%. I'm, o- I'm always on this fucking podcast, like, this bitch on Twitter. Because, yeah. like, it's I it's so bad where, like, sometimes I will, like, if I'm on my other phone or, like, sometimes I will log in on my, like, web. Oh, <laughs> my God. My, I know. <laughs> it's gotten to that point where I actually go to Twitter.com. <laughs> um, but uh, sometimes, like, I will, like, open up Twitter and then I'll be like, okay, this is crazy. I'll, like, sign out and I'll, like, log off. And then I'll reopen a new tab and I'll type in Twitter like immediately after I just logged off. <laughs> it is the worst. I'm just like, oh, like and sometimes I'll catch myself and be like, oh, you're obviously being a fucking crazy person. But yeah. then other times I'm just back on Twitter <laughs> and, and I'm like refreshing and refreshing. And it gets to the point where there is no, no. new content. There is no reward for me <laughs> because it's like point zero one of a second. Nobody's and, tweeting. And I follow like a thousand fucking people on Twitter. There's no reason why there shouldn't be new content. <laughs> and yet that's but like it's bad because like Twitter makes me the most sad. Yeah, it makes me the I most sad. I love the pain. <laughs> I don't know what to say. But like it, it does like it's it's the app that's the most like of an emotional roller coaster. But I, it's also the one I'm the most addicted to. I want to see how many people I actually follow now on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I follow. Let me log on on my d- Twitter.com. I don't want to continue this behavior for you though. Too late. Okay. I fo- yeah I follow 95 people on Twitter. Yeah, that's disgusting. I follow. I would say most of them. I think probably. Like it said, I should follow these people because I actually don't know who like um, Joey Graceffa is or Tyler Oakley. I follow thirteen hundred people, and it's still not enough. That's a lot of people. It Why am I following Sephora and like Huffington and NHL? Like, there, I definitely didn't purposefully follow these people. I think this is when I set up my Instagram. It was like <clears throat> made me follow people who I picked categories for or something. Sorry, I just have to say NARS is trending. And I thought, I was like, why is NARS trending? Like, I thought that was like the makeup company. Uh, it's apparently because Trump called Mars NARS. Oh. <laughs> okay. uh, I follow Bobby Flay, <laughs> the chef. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, no wonder you don't like Twitter. You're fucking following Bobby Flay posting once every six months. <laughs> oh, I actually follow Anthony Bourdain. I wonder. Oh. I wonder who nobody takes care of his account. Oh. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Wow. 
I follow men's journal and fitness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely did not. You didn't opt for Seek these. these people out. Yeah. You know what? I just want to know what Bobby Flay is up to. You know what? Let's check out what Bobby Flay is up to really quick. I'm derailing this episode, but I want to know if he actually tweets. He does. Oh, he's a tweeter. Oh, wow. That looks tasty. Oh, wow. He made porchetta. That's not how you say porchetta, but. I think it is, actually. I think you do say porchetta. But when, whenever I go to meet and bread, they, I say, can I have a porchetta? And they're like, a porchetta? Hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. Now I'm questioning. Oh, he made buttermilk biscuits with creme fraiche. I can't follow him anymore. <laughs> this is not good for me. Yeah. See how quickly it gets out of hand when you find a good, good account. I'm gonna go follow Bobby Flaney. <laughs> you should. You should. Um, yeah, I do notice that you're on Twitter quite a bit. Actually, the really the only reason that I'm on Twitter is so that I can answer your tweets. Thank you. Because I think that that's fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're see, welcome. see, you love it. You love it. It's I, I just find that Twitter's where I stay the most connected because like Reddit, I used to be really, really, really addicted to Reddit and it was bad. It was a bad time. Um, but like, what would you do on Reddit? Um, I would mostly go through. Well, for a long time, it was makeup addiction um, subreddit when before I was on Instagram actually that was like where I kind of started um and uh and then I would beep boop um <laughs> then I would uh go on the front page and stuff like that as well and go through but I like oh see like I would get stuck on am I the asshole yeah yeah, yeah. a lot and like even relationship advice I love reading that shit yeah even though I know all of it's fake <laughs> yeah. there's no way this is happening um <laughs> And then beauty guru chatter for a while, which is like a, it's like a gossip thing about beauty gurus. Before or when you were on social media? When I was on social media. Well, that's not good for you. It wasn't. <laughs> Simply put, no, it was not. Um, it was never good because like I, and I remember I went on to guru gossip, like I think twice in my entire life I've gone into guru gossip and that was a real train wreck. That's um, not, that's not worth it. It was the worst. That is like a cesspool. Yeah. It is absolutely fucking horrifying. Like, the thing about Reddit, I've talked, my, like, my one friend that's on social media, we talk about Reddit all the time because um, they have, like, a really hard time to not reading it. Um, and I was saying that, like, there's just something about Reddit where, like, you hold them to, like, a higher regard. Like, mm-hmm. you, you think that they're, like, just a little bit smarter and just, like, a little bit more in tune. And, you know, like, and so you want so badly to appease these people, mm. even though, like, why do we think they're smarter just because they use grammar on reddit right, i don't yeah. know like i don't know but it's you like try so hard to appease them but you never will ever um but you can kind of go through like I, when i would go through reddit and read threads about myself and stuff where like i'd see a comment about myself sometimes i'd be like oh like fuck off but other times i'd be like yeah that's fair like it was kind of like fair things that people were bringing up Aww, and it just like hurts it it hurts but also like then when I went on to guru gossip I was like oh, oh this is like just horrifying <laughs> like there's like no points made it's just absolutely fucking horrific like yeah. trash talk like and then I remember going through and trying to find threads about other people because I was like there's well there's nothing they could say about this person and then there'd be like this horrifically long thread about that person I'd be like well what about this person doesn't no. doesn't matter they're coming for everyone <laughs> yeah it was yeah. pretty brutal and so in a way I almost was like I have no desire to check back here because I know for a fact like with reddit you're like maybe they'll like me today 
And every once in a while, there'll be a thread where people are like, oh, this. And people are like, yeah, she's great. And I'm like, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate they, that. They threw me a bone. It really means a lot. So like every like once in a couple, like a few months, someone will like toss you a bone over there. Um, yeah. It's not really worth the wait though, is no, it? No, it's really not. And like, that's like the same friend, like I've said, I've never regretted um, not looking, but I yeah. have regretted looking. Yeah, for sure. Um, and guru gossip is like just... I know there's going to be nothing there. Like, yeah. no one's going to be like, I don't know. I liked this video of Sam's. They're going to be like, yeah. she is the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even need to go. It's just like, I feel like human nature, if you're going to be talking about somebody, even like relationships, right? Like, if you're talking to your friend about your relationship, it's usually because you need to vent mm-hmm. or because you like have something to say that's not particularly like positive. Yeah. And I think that if you're going out of your way to talk about somebody that you like don't know, it's probably for a negative reason. Like yeah. I definitely talk about people positively for sure. I'm sure that everybody does. But if you're on one of those sites, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, and that's the only thing that now we're just kind of going off on a different tangent. But yeah. like that's the only thing that I because a lot of people do get really butthurt about Reddit and, like, been there. I also get butthurt about Reddit. But, like, I do respect the fact that at least, like, they're going to their own platform. You know what I mean? Like, they're not on my Instagram being right. like, fuck you, you're fat. Like, anything yeah. like that. Like, they're on their own thing, which, I mean, teach their own. No, it's still <laughs> not nice. But, yeah, I hear you. But at least they're taking it elsewhere. Yeah. They're most, taking it outside. Most of the, like, mean looks things that I've received have been on your videos yeah you know because you just have a bigger platform like I've never really had shame yeah I've never had somebody be like mean about like superficial things to me on my own yeah platforms well no there was this one guy who said something mean on one of my pictures and I was like literally go fuck yourself yeah but yeah it's it is crazy and that was something bringing it back to the social dilemma huh um that was something that they brought up is that we I'm obviously paraphrasing I don't remember the exact thing but we weren't programmed to appease a thousand people Mm -hmm. at the same time you know we weren't programmed to be able to appease two million people at the same time it's like just our tribe is what I think he called it so it's like our immediate circle or whatever like we're you know we're all probably quite like-minded or whatever it might be and we can all appease each other and like be kind to each other but now we're being exposed to so many people. Yeah. And there's just absolutely no way. Again, like the you could be the juiciest peach and there's people who don't like peaches and Just a moment to thank today's first sponsor, which is Article. I'm so excited that the podcast got a sponsor with Article because most of my home furniture is from Article. They're really that one, man. <laughs> They're the one. We have so much furniture from Article. We're so grateful. It's, it's looking glam in there. Sam got these green chairs and I don't know how Sam does it. Like she, everybody in my life questioned those green chairs. <laughs> And they're the best in person. They look, they do. They look so good. They really do. And it's so interesting because like my style downstairs is like so much more of like bohemian sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And Article has a section for that. And then they have mid-century modern. Like your living room looks so much different than my living room. And they're both from Article. (laughs) And they're both just simply divine. They are. (laughs) I do say so myself. (laughs) 
So Article is an online furniture shop and you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices because they cut out the middleman and they sell directly to you with no showrooms, salespeople, or retail markups. They also have fast and affordable shipping, which is available across US and Canada, and it's free on orders over $999, which is simply unheard of. It's so true. And something that, especially in Canada, we usually pay so much on is shipping. Oh, it's absurd for furniture. Yeah, like I could pay the price of a couch just in shipping. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's a really awesome savings. There's also a 30-day return policy with simple returns and exchanges. And for you guys, Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash approachable and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash approachable and your discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks so much, Article. Thanks, Article. Just another huge thank you to Function of Beauty for sponsoring this episode of the podcast as well. Function of Beauty is hair care that is formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations. I can't even like think about that in terms of That's how they do me right. That's how they do me right every time. You know what? And they also put your name on the bottle and that's a big selling point for me. I'm not going to lie. She's going to really harp on that every ad. I am. Also, (laughs) the Function of Beauty shampoo and conditioner that I specifically chose for myself by taking the hair quiz, it's quite honestly the best shampoo and conditioner I've ever used. That's no word of a lie. I know. I know that's a big statement to make, but it makes my hair feel so silky. I can't even describe it. The first time that I used it, I was like, what? (laughs) What happened here? Like, it's as if I had just walked. I'm not even joking. It's as if I had just walked out of a salon. I'm like, how did I do this? (laughs) Look at me. My hair is a peachy delight. I'm smelling it all the time and currently. So to create your own custom hair products, you go to the Function of Beauty website, you take a really quick quiz and tell them about your hair and then they determine the right blend of ingredients and they bottle your formula for you. And they never use sulfates, parabens, or other harmful ingredients. And they're also vegan and cruelty-free. So if you guys want to try Function of Beauty, go to functionofbeauty.com approachable to save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com approachable for 20% off your first order. Thanks so much, Function of Beauty. And you know, it's hard for me to think about possibly having a kid one day and thinking about them being on social media and having to grow up with it. I'm like horrified at the thought. Like, honestly, I hope by the time I have kids that like it's no longer a thing. Yeah. Even though it's my job. (laughs) I hope it's abolished. (laughs) Because like I just I really can't imagine growing up and experiencing it like it is now. You know, yeah. like it's just such a fucking hellscape. Well, but I, I'm not a social media hater. That's the thing. I think that's why I wasn't as shocked about the social dilemma as a lot of people because I, I think that it's opened our eyes to a lot more that mm-hmm. earlier generations just didn't have the ability to learn about. For sure. And I feel a lot more educated. I mean, even if that education is, um, you know, tainted because it's within what... I wanted to believe or whatever um I do feel like I know more about the world than the people you know the generations before me at my age you know um and I feel like we can become a more uh open society because we're having conversations with people who are outside of our immediate circle. Yeah. And I really love seeing creativity. I love seeing people's fashion posts and makeup posts and food posts and 
health and fitness journeys and stuff like that. I love all of that. Um, and I do think for myself anyway, I am in control of who I follow really. And so I need to unfollow those people regardless of the whole like, we're (laughs) pawns in a bigger money-making scheme. But are you in control? For sure. (laughs) But for the, you know, mental health aspect and stuff like that, um, I think that there is a way to keep certain avenues healthier. Yeah. For for adults anyway. I mean, with kids, there was, again, the whole thing where like Sunday morning cartoons, there were rules in place where you could only advertise certain things to kids. Yeah. And there's just not really that... um, one law I guess when, yeah. like you know it's not the same that didn't translate into social media quite the same so um yeah I don't know it does scare me though yeah and I think I think that is the biggest difference is like I think social media can be a positive thing predominantly for adults right because like you have that emotional capacity to um you know like hopefully reason with yourself to some extent and and stuff like that and and not fall into it and and also have the wherewithal to say like okay this isn't making me happy and Mm -hmm. I'm noticing that so I can step away for sure um whereas I I think with kids that's just so much harder and like trying to not which like even as adult an adult like of course I still fall into these things Mm -hmm. um and like equating my self-worth and stuff like that and whatever but as a kid like when it's just like that's your whole world, you know? Like when something goes wrong, like that is everything. Yeah. Like there's nothing beyond it. And so I just think like being able to be so accessible through social media where, you know, like if you were a kid and you were being like bullied at school, it's like horrible, but at least you could come home and like escape for a little bit and be with your family and around people that love you, hopefully, and stuff like that. Whereas now it's like it's never ending. Like That's it, so true. It can be so relentless because like they can just constantly be at you. And like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like ostracize your child by not allowing them to be on social media? Right. Like, that's also kind of not fair. So it's it's just like such a shitty like catch 22 where like what what is the positive alternative and um you know in that that documentary they talk a little bit about like well what's the solution and like the solution is adding things like not having a never-ending scrolling thing and all that kind of stuff like adding these different things to make it a little bit less addictive but well but in that sense it's really taking away (laughs) well and and because they already created that so they need to like remove it (laughs) and exactly and then and like the thing is like with absolutely any corporation they're not going to do it unless it's fiscally <clears throat> advantageous. Right. So even though like all of these corporations are like destroying the planet and stuff like that, they're not going to change it until there's regulations making them change it because they don't yeah. care. It's not, it's not, um, you know, it's profitable. Not, it's not beneficial. Yeah. So why would they kind of thing? And even like, you know, with, um, I was looking into like packaging recently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I do on my off time. Switching gears here. <laughs> um, but like I was looking into packaging and the recyclable packing packaging versus non-recyclable, um, the recycling, the recyclable packaging was more expensive, even though it seemed less nice. Like yeah. it was like shitty brown box, not like, you know, like not with like this nice, like laminate and colors and whatever kind of thing but it's more expensive because it's not as in demand right so then why would brands switch to something that's fully recyclable when it's going to be more expensive for them and that comes down to the bottom line yeah and so I just think like it will come down to regulations and it's so weird that the internet is like the fucking wild west like they've just recently started implementing laws around like disclosing disclosing ads and different Mm. stuff like that but it's it's crazy how little 
restriction there is yeah with online thing especially for kids and like I actually <laughs> this is so sad but like because I keep going on just twitter.com on this phone <laughs> I've been like trying to find like how I can block myself like put on a parental block <laughs> for myself and like I cannot fucking figure out how to do it but I'm like it should be easier to like what I think would almost be nice is like I'm just offering my own solutions at this point. Okay. But like if if it was like your kid's phone or something like that, like that, that there was like a timer for like you can have Instagram open for 20 minutes. Right. And then after that, it like locks you out until the next like 24 hour cycle. Right. Like I think that like if we know these companies won't impose these restrictions themselves, we know that it's not like really that big of a deal to the government. Like they probably won't make a difference because ultimately, again, it's like money into the economy. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, Apple, maybe you need to like step up. <laughs> I don't know if this is already a thing or not, and I'm just not aware. I'm I'm sure that there are, like, apps where you can do that somehow. I mean, there's an app for freaking everything. There's an app for that. TM. There's an app for that, TM. <laughs> um, but iPhone did just come out with a new update, apparently, and it, like, yeah. changed the whole game. I yeah. haven't updated my phone. I just can't be fucking bothered to, like, change my, like, home screen to look cool. Yeah. Like, people have, like, added – some people made it look, like – the phone from Animal Crossing, which I thought was really cute. Oh, that's cute. Um, but I can't be bothered to do that. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to leave it. Anyway, that was like a side point. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interestingly, I, I was thinking about this recently because I I would say in the beginning of my career, I really, really cared about my numbers. I didn't think I did, but it's because I was doing well and I was constantly growing. So like I wasn't ever like, ooh, did I like lose a couple followers because I knew that I would continue growing. Um, and then uh, – obviously when things slowed down I started to like equate it more with my self-worth because I was like oh well now I'm not doing well <laughs> so right. now it does make me upset um but recently um I hit 1 million subscribers on YouTube and a lot of people were like oh are you excited and I was like yes but <laughs> also like I felt like that came with this like oddly new territory of like once you hit a certain threshold it's just kind of like now you're like in a different category like people are excited for you to hit one million and then when you do hit one million they're like oh you're a sellout <laughs> like <laughs> like they, they just like start feeling differently because it doesn't feel like oh I'm on this journey with you anymore it's like oh, okay well you've made it and now what right. um and I do find that since I hit one million I'm a lot more self-conscious about what I'm posting self-conscious about how I look at my videos self-conscious about what I'm saying, like self-conscious about losing followers on YouTube and stuff like that. Like it's been a very, very weird transition. That is interesting because really you were quite close to a million for so long. Mm -hmm. So it's really only like 20,000 more people. Yeah. Or 20,000 more accounts or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it's really not that much different, but the I know. number makes it feel that much different. Well, and I think too, it's like, because I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to post a shitty video and then or say something wrong and then I lose followers and then I go underneath a million and then it's like embarrassing because people know I hit a million yeah the thing is like I have my play button and they can't take it back so that's true <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah I was there once exactly you don't need to stay at the top of Mount Everest you just have to it summit can be, it can be but a memory <laughs> I can come back down with my golden play button <laughs> yeah uh, that's so funny it's interesting that you say like people don't feel like they're on the journey with you because because I think, I think that's why you and I have such different feelings about social media at this sure. point. Because yeah. I do feel connected to the people who are like following my content. And I do feel like we're all on this journey together. And like, 
I really mean it when I say we can do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know how some like really giant creators are like, we got an ad or whatever. And it's like, you got an ad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for me, like when I'm like at the gym or something and somebody's like, oh my gosh, you go girl. I'm like, we did it. I really feel like them and I did we it. We did it. Yeah. Because yeah. because there's, you know, I mean, there's 19. I'm holding my phone. You're holding your phone. We're holding hands. <laughs> yes, that's how I feel. I mean, I, I have 19,000 people that follow me, but the people that interact with me, I mean, it's just a few, like, hundred, I would say, that are, um, like, messaging The me. most interactive. Yeah, the yeah. most interactive. And uh, I really think about them. Like, if I don't want to go to the gym or something, I think about... Um, you know, I consider them my friends. So like my girlfriend Haley, who's like <laughs> gonna like go to the gym and I'm just like, you're okay, like she would do it. So I'm gonna do it. And she's yeah. like doing this big like bike race. And I'm just like, oh gosh, like she's killing it. So I need to kill it too. And it's like, it's like that friendship where you, like, it's like you guys are friends. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when it like balloons up, you lose, you, it, it's inevitable because there's no way that you could get back to that many people. Yeah. And then I think it becomes more so like a celebrity where you feel so much further away from the person. There's that disconnect. And so then you start to wonder like, well, do they deserve this? Like, why do they have this? And yeah. And I think being an imperfect person is fine until you're over here. And then they're like, well, why aren't you perfect? Because you... You have a platform. You have and- a platform and you have... You know, and and also having a big platform does not always denote having a lot of money. Yeah. It definitely can help if you're willing to like take the ads and stuff like that. But I do know some people who have like way more followers than I do and they don't make really anything off of Instagram by itself or whatever. Um, But I think that people often think like, well, you have all this money and you have all this. And it's like, but you don't really know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, and I do think, too, that like once you reach a certain point, people are more willing to say things to you that maybe they wouldn't say to a smaller account because they assume that you're probably not going to see it. Right. Like that's the majority of my DMs start with you're probably not going to see this, but um, almost all of them. Like, it's rare if they're not just like, hey, Sam, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and so I think that people, because they assume you're not going to see it, they don't feel like they have to be as like conscious with their wording, maybe, or I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it is, it's, it's so different. Cause I remember in the beginning it was, it felt like such a community and I was like, wow, like people are really rooting for me and they're really there. And like, you know, like the other artists in the community and stuff like that, like I'm so inspired by them and we're all in it together and mm-hmm. And it did, like, it it changed so much, um, so rapidly. But, like, I still, I think I can still look at social media fondly and be, like, I know that there's positive parts to it, like you said, about, like, you know, being so much more connected with the world and Mm -hmm. knowing so much more and hearing other people's experiences and stuff and getting to talk to people one-on-one. And for a long time, um, Periscope was that for me Mm. because I, Periscope was, like, a live streaming thing. Um, and I used to go on it like every single day and it was such a small group of people that were on Periscope, like even at the height of it, like there was like maybe 1200 people in there, but most of the time it was more like 300. Mm. Um, and like I knew almost everybody's username and I recognized them and, um, you know, we would just chat and it was so normal and casual. And I felt so much better about that because I was like, wow, like this feels like a community again, where I felt like I had kind of lost that. Um, and then I remember seeing on Reddit, um, someone posting about something I had said in Periscope and I don't know why, like, obviously like I know better, I'm an adult, but like, it just felt like 
this is like our small community and like you know like we we're talking about things that are like personal and private and like yeah. even though it's like with obviously it it's doesn't still the internet yeah like it's still right. the internet it doesn't make complete sense obviously but it just felt so much more like well these are like my friends and like we care about one another and stuff and I remember actually this this person that I was working with that owns this company he was like Sam like these people don't care about you and I was like, yes, they do. <laughs> like, I was like, I, they do. Like, I know these people care about me. Like, I know them. And, um, and when I saw someone talking about something that we had spoken about on Periscope, I was just, like, really hurt by it because I was like, oh, like, I thought that was, like, our space. Right. I thought that was between us. Yeah, like, me and 300 people. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, you know, I thought, I thought that that was just kind of, like, our thing. And, and somebody responded at some point saying, like, Sam's Periscope is like Fight Club. <laughs> or no, they said that on my YouTube, YouTube Live recently. That was what that was. Um, but, uh, you know, like then I kind of went back to feeling like, okay, so I don't, I don't have this community that I thought I did. And, and not all the people that are watching care about me and are, are my friend and all that kind right. of stuff. So it felt like really lonely again. And it's, it's like been an odd thing because like I do, I obviously work from home and now I work with you, which is nice. But like, for the longest time I worked at home by myself right and it's like lonely and isolating and like for something that's social media it's so not (laughs) social and like I didn't feel like I had these communities so I felt really um just kind of like on my own it was quite a like sad existence that's depressing anyways I wanted to quickly touch on um how much Instagram has changed because um I think like as a user and just as a user it's it's changed a lot and it's become a lot more addictive and stuff like that but I am for content creators it's changed so much as well because Instagram used to (laughs) back in my day um (laughs) Instagram used to have an explore page that everybody's explore page was the same right so if you hit the explore page which the algorithm was like not as advanced at that time so it was a lot easier to do um but if you hit the explore page every single person that opened their phone would see you and it was fucking awesome and so you would grow so much from this and you would grow so much from like brands reposting you and stuff because everyone's feed looked the same and they weren't hiding posts and stuff like that. Um, and so it was so much easier to grow. But now they have changed the algorithm a lot. Um, they hide posts from you. Um, and particularly with accounts that you interact with often, they start to hide those posts. And so it curbs your natural engagement. So then you're forced to pay for it. How? What do you mean by promoting your own stuff? Exactly. So they kind of back you into a corner because like you have no way of like people will usually kind of plateau and then they cannot grow past that point and they just don't understand it because they're like, well, like I got this taste of it and I was growing and I was growing. Like, do people not like my content? And then so they start to feel like I see so many creators go through this exact same thing. And like, it's just I hate watching it because I'm just like, ugh, like this is so unfair because people start to feel shitty about themselves and their work because Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, well, my content must not be interesting people must not like it as much anymore so then they like bend over backwards trying to create more content and make it even better than it was before and all this kind of stuff which I mean sure that's not like inherently a bad thing but it's bad when it's coupled with feeling less than because of it right and now (laughs) over the years Instagram has added more and more um tools or like parts to their platform so we have like Instagram stories Instagram videos IGTV Reels. reels now um <laughs> I have to say I freaking love reels I haven't used it at all it reminds me a lot of vine and I yeah, was I yeah. loved vine I was such a vine that I was more addicted to vine than I was Instagram when it was but around. what about TikTok 
See, I, and I love TikTok so much. I was actually surprised. I thought that you were going to say TikTok when you, instead of Instagram. But I stopped using it when I realized that they were like taking your information sort of thing. But then I started using it again because I was like, but so was everybody else. Yeah. So I was like, do I really care? <laughs> <laughs> the but, bane yeah. of Edward Snowden's existence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, um, no, I really, really do like TikTok a lot. Yeah. Um, but so now, so Instagram added all these other tools and parts to their platform. And, um, the one day I was speaking to someone from Instagram, which also is fucking impossible to do. Right. To actually get a human. Is ridiculously hard. Um, but I was speaking to someone on Instagram a while ago and they were saying like, um, that to do well with the algorithm, you have to utilize every part of the platform. So now, like as if it wasn't addictive enough before, for content creators, it's like, okay, well now you're like trying so hard to do well and you feel like you've spent time building up this thing and now you're plateauing and you maybe can't afford to pay for advertising, but you can make an IGTV and you can do an Instagram story and you can do reels and you can do this and that and whatever. So you do, but then you're spending like triple the amount of time right? because you're trying to utilize every part of the platform to still not get the engagement that you would have naturally gotten when Instagram first started. Yeah. And I think that that's so unfair. So it it makes it really hard because um, I see like, like already, I think that like the people that were growing at the same time that I was, um, you know, we were pretty caught up in it. Whole other level now. (laughs) Like, people are just so much it seems it feels so much more high stakes yeah and like I just ugh, I don't know it just sucks I I follow this one account that is growing like very rapidly and the amount of content that they put out when do they sleep and I'm just and they're utilizing literally everything they're utilizing IGTV they're coming out with reels they're doing their stories they post twice a day on their timeline Oh my God. It's, it's honestly, to me, I'm like, how, how is your creative genius so much? Not dried up. That you can, you can continue this and they've been doing this for years and I'm just like, like I'm in awe because they're obviously doing so well and, um, and they're actually quite honest about their mental health as well on there, which is great. Um, and they're like, you know, we need to take a break like this week or whatever, but like that was one time. Yeah. <laughs> they took a break for a week. <laughs> one time, four years ago. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, this is wild, man, that you guys can like come up with all this stuff and they're doing like TikTok dances and stuff like that on Instagram though. And I'm just like, you're so like um, up with the times. And to me, I'm like, yeah, I really do like Instagram and I like interacting and stuff like that. But I thinking about having to put that much effort in not that I think I'm above putting that much effort in, but I, I don't think that people like realize how hard it is to make that aesthetically pleasing well, content. And, and just to make that much content. Yeah. Like you run out of ideas. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> because I think the, the thing is like, cause a lot of people are like, social media is easy. And like, yes, yes social and no. media can be, can be physically easy, but a lot of people make it difficult because they want their stuff to look better, obviously. So then you're spending time not only, getting ready to take the content, but taking the content, editing the content, posting it, obviously. But then, like, you you run out of ideas. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to stay, um, like, relevant in that way because, like, just coming up with content, like, my video, when you edit it today, you're going to be like, what the fuck? I literally was like, I'm going to recreate my own makeup. <laughs> and, like, I'm saying nothing in the video because I'm like, what is there to say? <laughs> like, I've been recording myself for eight years. But, like, you do just run out of things that are interesting and unique and new and stuff like that. So yeah. 
like some people that I follow that I followed for years I'm like I just don't understand how you have the capacity like what is it like to keep going yeah one I I think too like even that um that sponsorship I did on my Instagram the video that we did it's a minute long it took I think six or seven hours to film yeah and then I still had to edit it and, and I'm not complaining I'm like so grateful obviously but I think it would seem so not It that. would seem like, you know, you just like whatever, but you have to do retakes and, and get ready for it and pick up all the product and stuff like that. And you're just like, it's a lot more than well, oh, and, I think and you realize. With too. that particular one, because this was for like um, a non-alcoholic spirit. Um, and so Alyssa had like these like cute drinks made and stuff like that. But then you had to like swap out the herbs at one point the they were wilting and yeah like and continually put in like if you take too long to do the take obviously the ice is melting so it doesn't look as good so then you have to like redo ice it's it's like a photo shoot right like mm-hmm. a, you know and especially working with fresh product is a lot harder than working with stuff that doesn't yeah expire quickly yeah. <laughs> but um yeah again it's like obviously this isn't about <laughs> yeah our woes or anything like that but it's just uh, it's interesting the way the different ways that social media is used, you know, from the users who really do use it as connecting with their family. Yeah. You know, people, st- I feel like, started using Facebook to connect with alumni and coworkers or whatever, and now it's just this whole other thing. And, and So different. And I think that it's, it's such a double-edged sword for me because I want to continue using social media. I want, I need social media for my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I That's what I want to do. And with Facebook, I deleted my Facebook and I have one, but I have like five followers. I don't post anything on it. So it's really not interesting anyway. Um, but I, I do know that a lot of online businesses use Facebook mm-hmm. because it's easy to create groups and you can share your content there and stuff like that. And then apparently Facebook does very, very well for companies too. Like, the, I wouldn't think so, but yeah, yeah, apparently it does, like, phenomenally well. And so for me, I'm like, you know, if I was going to create something, it's like, well, I would probably, you know, have a group on Facebook or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's hard because do I like Facebook? I wouldn't say that I do. I don't utilize it. Yeah. Um, but if I was a business, I would. Yeah. And that's where you get stuck because it's like you want to, you know, follow your dreams and do these things. And we're kind of, we're in an age where yeah we have to basically yeah how do you get the word out otherwise when people well and that's the thing it's so much more like that's the thing that's so cool to me like doing business online because like you really are I mean you're obviously like a slave to the algorithm and stuff but Mm -hmm. like you you do have control because you can put out content constantly and it doesn't have to necessarily be like photo shoot level quality like you can put out content that's more like relatable so to speak and stuff um but um where was I going with that I can't remember um oh yeah um it's so odd when I see people saying yeah I deleted my Instagram I'm like I feel so much better I'm like wow (laughs) (laughs) I literally cannot imagine a world where like I delete Instagram off my phone like that is like such a bizarre thing to like actually imagine just like fully like I'm done with this now yeah like I don't really use Instagram that much though um, I don't post on it that much anymore, but I, I still go on it. Like there will be, there will be days and days where like I don't go on it, but like I go through every now and again, I try to go through my DMs every like week or so. Um, and I'll like look at people's Instagram stories. I'll look at Desi Pregnant and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's about that. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I use it every now and again, but like, it's just odd to imagine like, well, I guess just because it's been, like, my whole, like, world and yeah. career and stuff like that. It's just so odd to imagine, like, 
fully walking away from it. Yeah. It's interesting. Again, we're just like talking about ourselves now, but (laughs) it's interesting to know you throughout your phases with social media because I have been around you at every phase at some point. Yeah. And it's so interesting to, to see the difference because there were points where you were so you were so invested in Instagram that it was it wasn't hard to be your friend, but it was hard to interact with you as somebody who wasn't on social media Mm. because everything like not everything was about social media, but I wasn't taking stories and I wasn't taking photos. Yeah. And it was often the case for you and checking like Instagram and stuff like that. And now it's the freaking opposite. I'm the one on Instagram taking stories and you're just like, (laughs) yeah, like waiting. It's just it's so it's so different. I definitely did like for my mental health, I did have to step away because I think there was just that moment. And I think we've talked about this before, but um, on the podcast, but I I just had this moment where I realized like, wow, like I am equating myself with this with this way more than I thought. And I do feel like I'm nothing without social media. And I do still feel that. Like, I feel like if I, if everything was gone tomorrow, I would feel like, oh, okay, well then who am I? Mm. Like, and am I that interesting without it? And am I valuable without it? And will people be like as impressed by me if I didn't have this and stuff like that? And I don't believe that like they would. Like, Mm. I I think that people would perceive me very differently if, if I like lost everything tomorrow. So it's, it's just kind of like an odd feeling, but I, that was when I had to step away. And also, you know, I kept setting these milestones for myself and achieving them and surpassing them and I felt like well once I do this like I'll be happy and I just never was and so I feel like once I stopped trying to look for like validation and happiness and stuff like that through these like online milestones and I started like noticing what I enjoyed about my like external life I was like much happier for it I was much more content I felt much less stressed about my job in general and stuff like that by paying less attention to it which Mm -hmm. to me and and being that social media is the way that it is it felt counterintuitive to have a better time with my job by stepping away from it right because like you just feel like well I just have to drill into this like I just have to like do it as hard as I can and do the reels and do the Instagram stories and do the vlogs and do this and do that Um, but now I feel like I enjoy my job more than I have in a long time and it's because I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, it's because much, I'm not, yeah. you know, like, I'm not as wrapped up in it. Yeah. Like, I post my video and I read a few comments and I go. And and I feel like I I like my videos more now. And I feel like I'm putting out better content when I do release photos, release photos, when I, <laughs> when I release videos or um, post photos or whatever, I feel better about them. Right. So, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But that's my journey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't seen The Social Dilemma, um, obviously not sponsored, but you should watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, and then let us know what you guys think about it. If you were surprised by what was said um, or if you were like me and you were like, yeah, I kind of realized, but didn't realize like the weight of it. and The extent. Yeah, and especially for um, like the kids and stuff like that. That was what was huge for me. Think of the children. Of the children. <laughs> yeah, something definitely needs to change to make it healthier yeah I, I I again I love social media but I agree that something needs to change especially yeah. um you know in politics well and parents can really only do so much too like I do think that parents need to like have a hand in like how their kids are using social media and stuff like that but like I mean Jesus well but the politics thing that's so crazy with um I mean they talk again I don't want to like get into it but they talked about like how Russia like 
you know, with the election. And it's not that it was like illegal because they were just utilizing the platform. Utilizing the platform. And it's like, this is crazy. We can't In be doing this. In nefarious ways. Yeah. In nefarious ways. Exactly. So anyway, I think that those are like the main things um, that I'm like, oh, this is like a no-go for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm interested for you guys. Do you, do you enjoy social media? Do you feel addicted to it? Or do you feel like you're freaking, you're fine. You can find, you're fine. You can quit anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a, that's who I am. I'm fine. I'm fine. I cook at any time. Yeah. I would say I'm addicted. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.